how often do you come to the studio? And... Uh, I try to get here every day. Sometimes yeah. I just um, stare at the wall for an hour and then leave. But um, sometimes that turns out to be the most productive. <laughs> oh, true. So yeah. behind you, um, is that acrylic that you're using? Yeah. So these are, there's, there's um, some of them have a little bit of pastel in them, but um, oh, look at that. Yeah, they're um, yeah acrylic on aluminum composite panel. Yeah. Oh, aluminum. Oh, so it's not canvas. Like no, that. no, it's like um, it's like a it's it's plastic in the middle, and then it's uh, aluminum shell on either side. It's it's like a sign. I used to work as a sign maker for quite a few years, and mm -hmm. it, it's um, it's a fun fun substance to work work on. Um, and like I put it, I put it so it floats off the wall like three quarters of an inch, kind of has a uh, neat effect. Neat effect. No, that's amazing. How do you take your photos though? Because you know, capturing a moment or a painting or an image off a wall is so difficult, and then putting it on digital to match it, give or take. Yeah, yeah. I use um, I used to use a, a DSLR um, yeah. camera, but uh, the iPhones are so good now that I I um. Sometimes I'll just use my iPhone. And then just um, crop it? Yeah, and just crop it. And um, you can kind of adjust the, um, uh, so if it's a little bit skewed, you can adjust it in Photoshop pretty easily. All right, so this is your website. Indeed, yeah. yeah. I like how simple it is as well, by the way. Oh, okay, thank you. There's a complexity to it, yet there's this uh, graceful simplicity, which is beautiful. Oh, thank you. So, art, how did you get into that? And obviously, you're a big component uh, of your artwork is in mental health and especially what you stand for and uh, whether it's writing or artwork. How did that happen and how were you able to get out there and showcase who you are? Art with the mental health advocacy. Um, yeah, I try to be active on Instagram. Um, you know, just telling my story uh, with the hope to decrease some of the stigma uh, surrounding these issues. Um, yeah. John, what's your story? Well, um, so I, I started acting when I was younger. Um, that kind of, that led to music and then music led to uh, graphic design and then graphic design led to uh, visual work. Um, I, w I went to ACAD, now AU, um, for a few years and then I got quite sick and, um, and ended up having to, uh, drop out of art school. Um, and that, that was, that was, um, yeah, a, a, one of the first big hurdles in my, in my life. Um, yeah. And since then I've, I've, you know, struggled with, um, things like psychosis and anxiety and depression. Um, I have a diagnosis of uh, schizoaffective disorder, uh, bipolar type. Um, yeah, so I, it's um, it's been it's been a road with lots of ups and downs, but <laughs> in a journey. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. How, how did you realize that you know I'm not okay? Because oftentimes we might just think oh, maybe it's something that happened to us, um, an mm -hmm. external thing, someone cut us off on the road. And that's why I snapped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never. Um, I, yeah, I think at, at first, I kind of thought, well, you know, I'm just an artist. This is just how artists are. We're just a bit off the wall. 
Um, but yeah. my, my first hospitalization um, when was kind of a big, big wake up call as to, um, you know, the, just what um, the cards I've been, I've been given, you know, uh, I don't think, um, you know, not all artists are mentally ill, but um, there's definitely, definitely seems to be some sort of relationship between um, creative types and um, people who also deal with men mental illness. Prior to being diagnosed, do you feel that you had some struggles? Uh, and what were some of the episodes that you had um, that made you say, you know what, I need to get figure out what's going on in my life? Yeah, I think I think depression was was always uh, lingering, and then from from that depression, uh, some self medication, um, but it never it it never came to um, to be be a big issue until, like I said, my first hospitalization. Um, so, yeah, it was just. Um, like I said, I kind of just thought, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I may be a bit different, but that's okay. It's not affecting my life too, too, too poorly. And if I, if um, just by self-medicating that, that was working, like, I like to say, like, if you're self-medicating, there's a problem you're trying to solve. It might, you might not be using the, the right tools to, to uh, solve, but there's a problem. Um, so I think just, you know, being, being a pretty sensitive guy, I, I think, um, you know, cu culture is not set up in a way to, uh, <laughs> to, to that it makes it easy for <laughs> the sensitive types. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's brave that you're just able to say, I'm struggling because oftentimes, yeah, you can get caught up in substance abuse, such as drugs or, or, mm -hmm, alcohol. Mm -hmm. you know, for myself, it was alcohol. And, uh, you look back and you realize, what was I doing to myself? I was so hard on myself. I was, mm -hmm. but taking those first steps and oftentimes, you know, other people will say you should do it, but it's up to us, right? Mm -hmm. that, that path is our own choice to figure out how we can cope and maneuver through this one life. We have this one journey as peacefully as we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so, there, yeah. right. It's to keep that calm up there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to tame it and control things now, or do you still feel like it can erupt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm in a, at a place with my recovery where um, relatively st stable. I still uh, struggle with some mild, mild psych psychosis symptoms, um, but I'm on a I'm on a good uh, regimen with my doctor, and I have a really good support system. Like my fam my family is um, really su supportive. Um, so I've, yeah, I'm at a point where I'm not, um, like I haven't been hospitalized in quite a few years, which is really, really positive. You know, what's really awesome is like, you know, you and I can sit here and, and talk about mental health and, uh, the issues openly rather than when you look at our grandparents' generation or even parents' generation, it was taboo or looked down upon. And mm -hmm. I think now more than ever, you know, when we come out there with stories and, uh, can share some of the life lessons that we've learned, don't you feel it's a load off yourself and it's also something that you can put forward that hopefully other people can realize, Hey, you're not alone in this. Like we all mm -hmm. have issues. Maybe some are better than uh, to keep it to themselves, but mm -hmm. we all do. And it's okay. Yeah, totally. I think, um, like, I think we've come a long way certainly with things like anxiety and depression. Um, I think the word psychosis still, uh, 
brings up a lot of alarm bells <laughs> for people. But um, well, why but, do we do this? What yeah. is psychosis? What was yeah. psychosis to you? So I, so I think like when people hear the word psychosis, they think of psychopathy, which is um, like a lack of empathy, or you know, you think of the, the Alfred Hitchcock film Psycho of like the like the vi the violence, um, you know, sociopath sort of character. Um, but psychosis really just means a disconnect from from reality. So um, you, you, you're, you, you have a wrong belief and then you're sure that it's the right belief. But I mean, it gets complicated, you know, like, I, yeah, who's to say what's a right and wrong belief? Because a lot of beliefs, you know, they lack the criteria to be right or wrong. They, they, um, they're unfalsifiable, right? So um, I've had some experiences which, you know, felt like deep um, sort of spiritual uh, connections, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily use the, the word psychosis where, but, you know, someone else may have the same experience and be like, Oh no, that's, that's, that's nonsense. Like that's, that's psychosis. So it does get a bit tricky um, defining the word. Sometimes I think, I wonder if we need a better understanding or to kind of change what the word means, or if we just need a, um, a different word altogether. Like my, uh, my mentor at CMHA, she, she likes to talk about these states as being altered altered states. So they, they deviate from the norm. Um, like there's cer certainly not, um, but then what's what's a normal headspace? I mean, it's kind of a problematic. <laughs> That's the thing, you go back and say, what is normal? I mean, yeah, peace yeah. is something that's interesting to me, what we all strive for. Like you said earlier on, creativity has a little bit of craziness to it. You need to be out of, the box to feel to see to imagine what that world is uniquely to you it's remarkable to see that where you've were where you've come and um and the beauty that you can create that i don't even know where you think of these things yeah fair <laughs> enough yeah like your um even your home screen on your website this by the way for the listeners um johnfgerard.com there is what is that john that uh, so i like to think of these as intuitive diagrams mm -hmm. um i'm not necessarily referencing anything in the the, the quote-unquote real uh world um they're, so they're just symbols that have come to come to me um um i guess or, organically um yeah it's, it's meant to be, be a, a lot of my work is meant to be sort of a speculative zone to um, just explore different uh, visuals and then as well as ideas with the, the text text-based pieces right. it almost reminds me of like the caveman era and a story you might be telling in here but it's sure again... yeah yeah i think the more work i do the the more kind of pieces to the puzzle um mm -hmm. things you know I, th I think if you look at my work as a whole there's there's um there's certain themes and like even just this this the simple shapes of like, I'm fascinated with how like angles and curves can coexist. Um, yeah. No, oh, that's amazing. And when you draw these, is this on pencil or what is this on? Uh, so a lot of the, the contour drawings I do with pencil on paper and then I bring them into the computer and uh, uh, modify them digitally. Oh, wow. So you'll draw it, take a picture of it. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and then you'll and then do you go on Photoshop or what do you use digitally? Yeah, anything with color or or um, I shouldn't say that like that piece with the pink and the blue, that's uh, brought into Photoshop and then inverted and then made symmetrical. Um, so there's like a dual aspect symmetry, I like to call it, where it's it's, um, it's symmetrical vertically and horizontally. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, anything with paint, I don't modify in the, in the box, so to speak. Um, that's that's done all all uh, on the panel or on the canvas, and then I just I try to reproduce it as accurately as possible uh, when I bring it into the computer. This is beautiful work, by the way. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Oh my it. goodness. <laughs> It uh, it makes you think, which is uh, something that you know oftentimes we don't see. And I, I've been oil painting and acrylic painting for years. Um, it's been oh, kind okay. of a, an escape for me. And I started picking that up again. Yeah, what was it? Got sober November twenty fifth, twenty twenty. So I think in mid January I picked up painting again at home, just doodling mm -hmm. around, and it frees you, doesn't it? There's something about artwork and being creative that uh, gets us out of our head you know not for everybody some people like um, doing ac other activities mm -hmm. this is something that was meant for me and it worked uh, and obviously it works for you do you feel free when you get things out of your mind yeah and I mean sometimes I'll be working on a piece and I'm not it's I'm not thinking it, it just it gives my my hands something to do and then my it, it allows my mind to kind of just uh, dance around different things and, and so it's it's I'm not necessarily thinking about anything that's related to the to what's on the canvas but mm -hmm. and then other other times it's like very act it's like a very active uh, um, conceptually where I'm you know thinking about the words I'm writing and sure. um, but yeah there's something very meditative about about art I, th I think um and it's and also dynamic, really. Like it, it can be so many different things for so many different people, um, and I think that's quite lovely. John, you wrote a book. Uh, we make clocks, not time. How was that? First of all, for an experience as an experience to write a book, and how has it been perceived out there? Um, I think it's going pretty well so far. Um, it's a great book, I, as, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Oh, for thank you. Me that oh, my, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, it was a real blast to write. Like I, I, a lot of these ideas, I think I've been wrestling with um, for a number of years, but I, I sat down um, and in like a 10 day period uh, wrote, wrote um, the bulk of it. And I did modify it quite, a, quite a bit after that, but um, it's just uh, a lot of fun to, think about um, ideas that relate to creativity and psychosis and um, yeah, I, I, um, I had a lot of fun and I, I hope it's, I hope it helps bridge the gap between like the, the doctors and the patient because like right now a lot of the writing on psychosis is quite clinical and um, it doesn't, doesn't really capture that lived experience aspect. So um, this is my my um, my story, you know, and uh, also like the the ideas and philosophies that um, have kind of helped me along the way. How have you been able to separate reality and perception, or what you're imagining versus reality? And then, how do you now figure out 
what is real, what's not, um, what can I take from my imagination and apply it to my reality? Yeah, I think um, cognitive behavioral therapy has been really huge for me. So that, and that's, um, that's meta thinking. So like stepping back from your thoughts and, uh, and observing them. And um, I guess just being, um, being critical with our intuitions, you know? And I think like, so sometimes, yeah, like just because like we, we all get those like gut feelings and like a lot, you know, they can be right, but they can also be wrong. So oh, yes. um, I think dealing with psychosis has maybe made me a bit more cynical than, <laughs> than others, but. Uh, but you know what? You're uh, so right on that, that where people would have thought when you think psychosis, you think psycho, you think crazy, you think, oh my God, mm -hmm. afraid. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. So true. That stigma. Yeah, it's a lot of stigma and it's, it is a scary thing to, to go through. And I think it's, it's hard for family members, um, you know, when, um, cause you know, if you're sometimes when you're psychotic, you're scared and well, a lot of times you're scared. And so when, when, when people are scared, they can be erratic. Um, so you mean but scared it's, paranoia? Yeah. Paranoia and just not knowing what's, what's going on. Um, and I think, but it's, it's but like my mentor, she said once that you don't just wake up and you're psychotic. Like it's, it, it, um, I think, I think we need to learn how to deal with these things before they get to that point, you know? So you're, uh, you're saying it's nurture, not nature. So it is past trauma. Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I think it's probably both. Like, I think if you, you have to have the genetic propensities and then you also have the environmental factors, which activate the, the genetic propensities. That's my, that's my hunch. I don't think it's all, all trauma or all genetics. I think it's kind of a, a perfect storm of, of the two, you know? Do you think what happens is, you know, everyone's individuals and there's only so many times someone could get hit, uh, say bullying, uh, emotional damage depression whatever it's going like trauma is one of them um and then there's that breaking point that threshold and that is the moment where it flips to psychosis is that true or no? that's not how it really works um yeah like what was people, it for you <laughs> i guess that's yeah i mean i experienced bullying some trauma um but then there was also environmental factors like my cannabis use which were likely weren't very helpful um so i think i think everyone's kind of kind of different but i think there's a there comes a point where where um yeah we, where where we can only take so much like my first psychosis i had I had some close friends who passed away. Uh, I had three three assignments due at school. I, I was playing three musical shows. Um, there was just all sort. There's a perfect storm of of like environmental bullshit, you know. But um, but then I think I've, I was also born with like the genetic propensity for for that stress to activate. You, you know, like, I don't think like not everyone who's super stressed out is going to, is going to have a nervous breakdown, but uh, I had, 
yeah, I had a nervous breakdown or it's or a psychotic break. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you want you kind of want to call the nervous breakdown because it sounds a little bit a little bit more <laughs> a little bit more acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. You know, when yeah. you look at what you went through or the psychosis, nervous breakdown, what were some of the characteristics or things that were happening? So was it violence? Was it I don't want to get out of my room. What exactly? Yeah, I was never violent. Um, you know, I did. Um, I did get to a point where I was almost a danger to. I was like borderline suicidal, so a danger to myself. Um, so I guess violent towards myself, but not never violent towards others. Um, but just sorts of ideas like that my art had special powers, or like um, you know the the police were after me. Uh, just sort of like narratives that had me um, elevated or degraded from the actual role I was playing in society. That voice in our head. It's a powerful one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It can oftentimes lead us into areas we don't want to be and uh, feelings we don't want to feel. Looking back, now that you've put in the work and, you know, it's never done. It's every day's a journey. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. Have you found peace? I've kind of found peace in the process of, yeah. of art. I think like I, yeah, I'm like some people ask me like, well, what's your inspiration? And I, well, it's, it's kind of more of a compulsion really, <laughs> but, but, I, but like, it's, it's as far as like, as medication goes, it's, it, there's not too many bad side effects, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, like, I, I have a really supportive family. So a balance between, um, like, I think, I think one of the worst things that can happen with mental illness is people get, um, disconnected and isolated from their communities. And, um, I, like, like wellness is really, it's about, well, when we're well, we're connected with our communities. I guess that's what I mean, right. mean to say. Yeah. When we're well, we're connected with our communities. And when we're not well, we're alone, we're depressed, we're... Mm -hmm. it's, it's like our voice and whatever we're going through corners us in and says, stay there. You know, the... Yeah, well, and you believe, you believe the, the narratives that you've made for yourself. And then, but a lovely thing can happen when you connect with people you can you, you can say like well of course i'm i'm a piece of shit and then your friends like well no you're not a piece of shit like you're you're a good man and then you and that that starts challenging your your the the stories you're telling yourself about yourself you know and that's uh, that's important well i want to tell you you're not a piece of shit john uh, thank you i you, i you seem pretty good too i <laughs> <laughs> like a daily journey of uh, mental health. And I think that that word, though, um, you know, we need to talk about it a little more than just on the Bell Let's Talk day, where everyone talks, mm -hmm. says, hey, guys, mental health, we need to all just, we're here for you. No, mm -hmm. well, are you really accepting mental health? Is there really um, bridges and programs out there for individuals that are struggling? Because oftentimes, it's that first step. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. not when you're in the program, I think that itself is a journey, but I think it's that initial step of you telling you that, okay, I need help. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. then the, the system needs to be designed that a little easier for people to enter in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because if I called, I don't know, say I'm happy that we have a two one one number now, but you know, I don't want to wait on, on the phone. I don't want to be number five zero zero two. Okay. Press one for this. No, mm-hmm. like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm going to break down even more. Right. Yeah. Here. So yeah, it's, it's how do we find a way to say, yes, you know, if someone is struggling, um, the world accepts it a little more and, uh, that person can at least deal with those issues prior before getting into that uh like you said uh psychosis can we deal with things prior to leading to that moment of snapping yeah Yeah, absolutely i think um yeah fighting the stigma is huge like because if you like no one wants to be that gap that you know that labeled and suffocated by that label you know of being mentally ill you know but um if, if we if we re- realize that it's not the end of the world to have a mental illness, if we realize that it's not, um, that it's something that is, that is treatable. Um, but I like what you said, because I think that first, the f- first step is reaching out, but we got to make sure that when people would reach out, that there's something that, that there's a, there's a step after that, that, that works, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes it, you know, you, like I've tried, different medications, different doctors. It's not like the, it's not like the first time I reached out, I was, it was all of a sudden, you know, a solution. Like it's a real process. And I think some people get luckier than others. Oh (laughs) no, you know what? That is something, but you gotta, the doors are presented to us. It's, it's up to us, whatever someone is struggling with, it's up to us to say, I'm ready. I need this Mm -hmm. change. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call myself out on my own bullshit because I'm tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, there's a bit of a paradox with choice, I think with mental illness, because if you, if you accept the fact that you have choice, you are kind of opening the doors for guilt and shame and blame. But then if you accept that you have choice, you also have a way out of your, a potential way out of your situation. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's, um, yeah, I write about that in the in the book because I think I think the relationship between free will and mental illness is really like controversial. Yeah, but interesting. Crowded heart, this image. What made you think about it? And say, for example, how did you get inspired by that? Uh, so each each gesture is meant meant to be um, like a yeah a quick ge- gesture of a figure. Um, so. With this one, it's meant to kind of all the, all the figures together is meant to kind of form sort of an abstract heart. Um, so, yeah, with the crowd drawings, I like to think about how you know the the individual defines the community, but how the community also defines the individual. Um, so yeah, there's that. And um, what are some of your pieces that really have stood out to you? I mean, of course, everyone is near and dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. Like some of these ones, like my goodness. Thanks. Yeah, the text-based ones are really fun. Um, <laughs> they do look. Yeah, like a lot of fun. Um, I think my some of my favorites. Yeah, my favorite genre, so to speak, would be the text-based. I think. Yeah. Um, Even this one. I mean, algorithmic gesture. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So you would take a piece of paper, use different colors of ink, mm-hmm. and then transfer it to photoshop is that how you do it yeah so this one's on canvas actually um 
But um, yeah, I'll photograph it and then bring it into Photoshop. I didn't really modify this one uh, mm -hmm. from the from the Photoshop. Um, the original sold. Mm -hmm. Do you have any original work here for sale? Yeah, if you go to um, if you go to uh, original is available. There okay. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a I have more more than this. Um, I need to update the website. Uh, yeah. For sure. Oh my. But that, oh, that that's probably one of my favorites. Uh, Ship of Theseus. Uh, it's based on a an ancient Greek thought experiment. Um, okay. So the idea is, is if you replace a ship uh, bit by bit, at what point is it a new ship? Um, so yeah, good you, commentary sorry, on identity. If sorry, if you replace pieces of a ship bit by bit, at what point is it a new ship? Yeah. So is it like the first change you make? Is it is it something new? Then you think like, okay, if I have a cup of coffee in the morning, am I a new person? Well, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's one of the oldest thought experiments in philosophy. It's a, it's a fun one. So, before we get going, this will be a cool little soundbite. Is ship of thesis? What exactly is that experiment, and what made you learn about it and say, "Hey, let me utilize this." Yeah. So, ship of Theseus, ancient, eight, eight, okay, ship of Theseus, um, an ancient Greek. A thought experiment. Uh, the idea is if you replace a ship uh, bit by bit, at what point is it a new ship? Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting prompt for uh, thinking about identity and how, yeah, like what, what, what makes a bit, you know, like, are there, it, it, like it, a ship's made of planks, it's made of sails, it's made of all sorts of different things. Um, and yeah, also like the, the yeah, yeah, just thinking about identity and how that relates to humans. Yeah. For sure. And then utilizing that analogy in life and for yourself, where did you see the juxtaposition? Um, well, I'm not sure if there's like an actual unified thing called me or like a unified thing called the ship, you know, like we kind of decide when, when there's a new ship or an old ship or so like when that ship has sailed yeah yeah so like it's all very i think life is a lot more gray and um like i like the idea of um you know ourselves being this sort of like nebulous um concept where we um more like matter would you say i don't know i'm yeah i don't I'll have to think about this one. Oh, okay, done deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Sometimes like, I wonder, it's like, who is this guy? The people are thinking like, who is this guy? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, looking forward to meeting you one day and uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. For I appreciate you too. Yeah. Thank, yeah, thanks for, for making this space for this.